Two gods were dancing in our night sky, their light sources drifting across each and every planet and star. At least, that's how it looks like from where we were. But close your eyes, take a deep breath, and imagine if we zoom out, and out, and out, further out to view the galaxies, the vast nothingness of space, observing between nebulas and auroras and clouds of rock. You will see both their shapes and sizes. It was of a young man and his child, glowing above suns and stars, observing them. Episode 21 Ark the King Welcome to the Tempered Fables. My name is N.T. Clover. Come, sit by the fire, and let me tell you a story. What are we here to do today, father? The young child looked up to the man, holding his hand. The man crouched down and said, We're going exploring and he bellowed a large laugh that could be heard by the planets nearby. They were at a different galaxy at this point, looking for celestial bodies to host new life. My dear Ark, it's time for you to take care of your own people. But father, I'm not sure if I'm ready. Little Ark looked down at his feet. His voice was small and his royal dress was ruffled, slightly loose at the sleeves. They wore strange clothing, made according to their ascended race, crystal leaves sewn together with golden lining. These were regal outfits, made for the father and the boy. That's all right. We were never ready. When I was your age eons ago, I had the same feeling. The boy nodded. Come, let's find a world for you to explore. Slowly, they dropped to their knees, humbling themselves before the nothingness of space. Going into a pose akin to praying, the father mouthed a few words, and little Ark did the same too. A strange rumbling echo had arrived, and in turn, the two figures disappeared. They called it dance leaping, jumping from galaxy to galaxy, world to world through the powers of the universe. It's not exactly traveling as we mortals might perceive it, but a request, a dance for permission, a request from all the powers beyond the universe to place them in a different part of the universe. The catch is that the request must be as specific as possible. If it's too general, you could never figure out where you will be. Alas, exploring is forgiving yourself for being lost in the wilderness, and to forgive is to take in what's all around you. We will forget how things were bad, eventually. The father and his child arrived in a familiar place, 
the worlds that the father is in charge of. Here we can see the Milky Way galaxy, our solar system, Earth, and all the planets humanity is familiar with. Where are we, father? Welcome to the work of my life, little Ark. Below them, the Milky Way was a beautiful swirl, a bright floor upon which they were standing on. As they looked above, Father noticed a dim star. Ignoring it, he turned to the child and asked, Do you see, my dear Ark? Do you see what you can create? Anything in particular that you like? Father, the one with the people living in them, that blue and green... It was a mere coincidence that Little Ark was talking about our world with a sun that dims and a society that is thriving. My Little Ark, this is a good chance to teach you your first lesson. In an instant, they appeared above the clouds of New York, looking down at the huge metropolitan city, filled with thousands and thousands of humans. They were hurrying about their day, with no time for the present. They look like they were rushing, father, little Ark said. They have many responsibilities, yet we cannot interfere. We can only look at them from afar. They walked across the sky, looking at different parts of the city. The rich, the poor, the well-off, the suffering. They have stories like you and me. They have beginnings, just as all beings do, and they have endings, just as all things walk towards. They are only trying to keep afloat. But can't we help them? No, you will not let them grow. That is your responsibility. Guide them and not help them. In an instant, they leapt again. They had arrived at another solar system without humanity at the center. It was empty, quiet. There had been no sentient life yet. The planets orbited around a young, healthy sun. Ark was quiet. My dear Ark, what's wrong? The father asked. Their lives are so complicated. And I couldn't help them. Your first lesson, little Ark, is to know your role in this universe. He looked around. The rest of the Milky Way could be seen swirling throughout the space around them. Your role is to create life that could live on their own. To do that, you have to teach them how to live without you. Only guidance can do so. And with proper guidance comes proper independence. He patted the little child on the head. Humanity's problems are small. They harbor a different level of responsibility than us. They have the size and intellect to overcome it. We, above the sky, have our own to tackle. They have their roles to fulfill. And we have ours. And the universe has its own. Little Ark nodded. They leapt again, zooming past the nebulas, the various galaxies, 
the different regions of the universe. Ark learned of his role, of how small he is compared to everything else. His role had been part of something bigger. Ark the king arrived at the barren solar system again. In place of his circlet, he bore a crown. In his left hand laid the seeds of life, and in his right a glowing orb of light. It was a catalyst for the universe, with permission, of course. And with his own permission, he assumed his role and created life. He chose the system where his father taught the first lesson. The rest is up to him to learn. Where would you grow life? Whether you are a god leaping through nebula, with the universe in your hands, your palms hold the expansion, your fingers to galaxies, or if you are mankind, made to be right at the center of a world, striving for a better future than before. Regardless of origin, know this: there is always something larger than us. Whatever it is, we have a responsibility to remember that and know our place. Even as we tread on each particle of light, each molecule, to paving the roads for our cities, or venturing out into other worlds, we are exploring. We explore to make the future present. We explore to find ourselves. We explore to keep ourselves from getting lost. For all that is lost is never found, and all that was found will be gone wandering again. Yet we wander because we are human. Ark the king, the guiding explorer, sowed the seeds and wandered off. Again, and that is the end of the tale. Until next time, friend. I'll be waiting by the fire. Hi there, Norman here, and thanks for listening to this story. This one is a bit inconclusive, or there isn't really much happening.、Uh, I decided to write it as just a slight reminder of responsibility and the extent or scale of our issues and problems in life. Initially, it came from this piece of inspiration that I had when I was reading about astronomy. And there's a star called Arcturus. I think that's how you say the name. It's translated to Guardian Bear from Greek, I believe. And I just thought that that was a very beautiful name. When I wrote that name down, I wanted to write something, well, space-themed related. Based off of that, I created a story of Ark,、uh, building societies. And worlds. This ended up connecting itself with previous thought that I had a long time ago. Where, you know, if I had the power to create new life, where would I put it? So, where would you grow mankind? 
or humanity all over again, or some sort of sentient species or race to give birth to society that harbors a certain level of ego or a tendency to thrive or look forward to the future. That sort of thing. What kind of environment would you want to put them in? I mean, I like our society right now, so... <laughs> it's just video game thoughts, I guess. Another thing to note was that Ark the King became not exactly God, but protector or a guardian of a second world. This is how I envisioned the worlds of all these stories in this podcast to interact or connect with each other. That they are separate worlds, but they are connected beyond time and space. So I guess uh, this episode was more of world building rather than an actual story. Because I do want to world build and create a little bit of homage to previous episodes or different timelines and stories. I just thought that being able to be part of that journey to connect all these things together will make it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> and there is actually one connection in this one. And that is the way that they dance lead. The first pose that I thought of was the prayer forms and mantis forms of Kana from Living Wildfire, episode 7, I believe. I'm getting my numbers wrong. Oh no. I think it's episode 7. Anyway, Living Wildfire. To recap, she is a mute dancer who can communicate with nature through dance. And she'll have different forms to start off with and she'll leap across the lands to communicate. So to have that connection with these explorers building worlds in different parts of the universe, I just thought that it was a nice touch. <laughs> and that's how this story was made. Anyway, that's all for now. I will catch you in the next episode. Always waiting by the fire. Bye. If you'd like to keep up to date on the latest information, do check out temperedfables.com. Alternatively, you can also check out our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Episodes are released every Monday and Friday. This podcast is hosted, created, and narrated by Norman T. Chella. During the day, he's a freelance writer and speaker. And during the night, he makes stories. He also does voice acting for commercials, audiobooks, and other real-world things. For more information, do check out normanchella.com. Sound effects are obtained from zapsplat.com. Hey there, just letting you know that some songs are used under the Creative Commons license and are obtained from Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com. Ripples. Shades of Spring. Suonatore di Liuto. Rite of Passage. And that's it. Check it out at incompetech.com. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs>